everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Mackiner. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Uh, every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we're going to do that, although this is going to be a mini-sode. Yeah. Uh, quote-unquote mini-sode. And we had done a couple of mini-sodes uh, earlier in the year uh, that ended up being like an hour and a half long. Right. Um, we're not... <laughs> I'm going to try hard not to do that this time. This is going to be an actual mini-sode. Uh, but basically... Uh, there was a song that came out this year. Uh, it was on, I absolutely love this song. It was in my best songs of the year. Um, it's called Kyoto by a singer called Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, first of all, I just needed to talk about this song. Uh, the lyrics of the song are, are fantastic. Um, and they're just great in general, but they also do a couple of things that I'd, I'm going to get to in a second. Uh, but the other thing was that this is a little bit of an experiment mm-hmm. because there's a couple, there, not a couple, there's many, many story songs people have suggested to us that, you know, we, we've we thought of that um, are really good songs, good story songs, but not quite good for the show, right? Because normally, at least, I, I want to have at least one kind of good take uh, right. <laughs> uh, on something, right? Yeah. Uh, if we're if we're gonna do it on the show, and there's a lot of times I just I, there's just for whatever reason, um, I just don't have a take. You know, sometimes they're they're very sad, and it's kind of like ugh. I, I mean, don't yeah, a lot of do time, it, You know, a lot of times it is that. A lot of times I think it's it's one of those things where it's like, why don't you do Luca? And I'm like, I I, right. I don't know if we're gonna do Luca. Um, right. But. A song about child abuse is just right. not it's, something that's that's fun to talk. Yeah. About. So yeah. At the end of the day, this is a comedy show. That's what I was gonna right. say. That's what I was gonna say. But you know, but, there are a lot of songs that I think probably all of us know that are um, still story songs that are still fascinating. But it's it's a different right. take than we usually take on things. And the, and there's other songs that are not necessarily as crushingly sad as that. But there's just like there's just not a there's just not a take right. right. It's just it's kind of more straightforward or whatever. Um, so having said all that, that this song is yeah. We do sad. a couple of pretty sad so like like lonely boy. Right. He's, well, and that's what I mean. He's so lonely. Right. That's that's right. it. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, we have done very sad songs, right? But there's just something there. Seems from an Italian sometimes. restaurant's about a divorce. Right. I, I mean, again, I mean something yeah. like cats in the cradle, right? Is right. Like crushingly sad but there was something there to talk about sometimes there just isn't anything there to talk about so having said that so so this song would normally fall into that category it's also from this year which is you know unusual for us Uh, but i wanted again try this as an experiment um do a shorter episode hopefully you guys like it but a song that wouldn't necessarily fit into the normal show but i think something worth talking about and i'd like to kind of go through the lyrics and kind of analyze them um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, again, it's short, so if it doesn't really work, whatever. Uh, you know, what does it cost and, it, you you? and if it yeah, really, yeah. really doesn't work, you might not even hear this. You might not hear this, but but you're you know, again, we have faith. It, it, yeah, whatever. Again, if, if turn it off if you don't like it, but uh, we'll we'll keep it short. So actually, you're not going to keep go. it on just because you know for our numbers, but you can right. walk away or mute it. Yeah, yeah. Take your take your headphones off and just let it play out. Uh, but anyway, okay. 
So if you got a new um, puppy, you want to leave something on the background. This is a good episode right. for that. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. So as I mentioned, uh, the song is called Kyoto. It's by Phoebe Bridgers. And I'll just tell you at the time, this is a song about her father who is a drug addict and an alcoholic and who, you know, obviously was not – caused trouble growing up. Mm-hmm. She doesn't go into to details, but you can you can imagine, um, right? And so um, I'm going to tell you, just only tell you that at the top, um, because what this song does is in the beginning, in the lyrics, it does the thing that we often complain about, or at least joke about on the show, right? which is it puts in a bunch of filler, a bunch of filler, right? A bunch of filler details, um, things that are important, just sort of there's kind of like taking up time to get to the chorus. However, in this case, it is kind of lulling you into a false sense of security before she just absolutely guts you. <laughs> uh, and I will say, I mean, the music in this song is great. Uh, I, I, I downloaded this album, was listening to it, and the first time this song started playing, I don't remember what I was doing, but I'm sure I was working, and it was definitely one of those times where I stopped what I was doing, and I was like, whoa, what is this? Mm-hmm. Because... It immediately stands out, um, and I loved it the first time through. And then I went when I went back and listened closer to the lyrics. Um, I was like, "Oh my god, this this song is amazing!" And these lyrics are so clever um, in ways that I'm going to talk about, uh, but also are just so visceral and just and, and again just like guts you, but not in like a schmaltzy like, "Oh, everyone be so sad for me." Like in some ways, the fact that it doesn't go into that makes it sadder because it feels more real and it feels like a person who's really trying they're not wallowing in the sadness that you right. know is right there below it's the also like in, in there it's almost like a fact of their life and that's the right. that's a that's a part of it that's that's seems to me like a part of this song i think you're right there are times that we l- listen to songs and we joke like you're just giving us too much detail and what right. are you telling us? But there are right. other songs, and I think this is one of them, where it does set that mood and it sets the scene. You know, she right. also, I mean, she also gives us a lot of, um, yeah, scene setting stuff about being, it's Kyoto, it's 7-Eleven, it's, it's, it, it's building this world. And then you get to the, uh, towards the end and it's, it's, it's a, it becomes a little more complex, but it's. I only heard it for the first time a couple of days ago, and I thought it was really, really terrific. Um, and you're right. It's one of those songs where you listen to it and you're like, huh, I think I have to listen to that song again. Yeah. Well, I think the the details in the beginning also um, accomplish something else, which is they set up the moment of her getting that phone call. Right. Right. Which is big and important moment and in moments like that you remember all these details all these like seemingly unimportant details about looking around the 7-eleven like like you know like you remember everything yeah um and i think that's what that does yep well and and there's i'm sorry rachel were you gonna say no i was just saying i was just saying yes okay um and there and there's there's two things going on here. Um, so first of all, yes, like I said, it's it's these filler details um, that I think it, it usually, like we complain about in a story song, is because they're trying to get from A to B, 
They just need to like fill some time in the middle there. Um, this obviously isn't doing that, but it, like I said, it's it's sort of lulling you into this false sense of security about what the song is going to be about. Because this also is about her on tour with her band, um, mm-hmm. which is called Boy Genius. Um, I know you, you know you wouldn't know this from the song uh, necessarily, but I, I read the backstory. Um, but this, they were on tour in Japan. And, you know, this really happened. And, and so you're like, oh, this is like kind of a fun song about traveling, about being in a band or whatever. Um, and then again, it, and it hits you. And also, um, like you're saying, Michael, like it, it's, it's sort of like it's a normal day, right? Even though they're traveling in Kyoto, but it's sort of this sort of normal um, day. And then this thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing is she talked about um, that, you know, well, you know, actually, I'm going to say that. So, yeah. Let's go through the lyrics um, and just say, so again, these are filler lyrics. I mean, literally the first words are day off in Kyoto. So nothing's right. going to happen. It's a day off, right? right? Day off in Kyoto, aboard at the temple, around at the 7-Eleven. The band took the speed train, went to the arcade. I wanted to go, but I didn't. So the top of the lyrics, day off in Kyoto, got bored at the temple, looked around at the 7-Eleven. The band took the speed train, went to the arcade. I wanted to go, but I didn't. Right? And that's another thing we would often joke about. Like, you were going to go, but then you didn't. Like, why is that in the song? Like, just either do or, you know, yeah. you don't have to tell us that. I wanted to go, but I didn't. You called me from a payphone. They still got payphones. It cost a dollar a minute. Now, up until that moment, right? These are all, and they're perfectly good lyrics, mm-hmm. right? Perfectly good lyrics for a fun little song. Um, well, but it's all it's all filler. It's all filler details. It's nothing that's that's important. And then, but well, I was gonna say, I think even mm-hmm. if to this point you get to this point, that line about, I mean, I think even in the in the you know the way it's sung, the line about you called me from a payphone, they still got a payphone. It would almost be, um, like a quirky, cute thing. Like, oh yeah, like right. we're like it's like a you know harkening back. Like, oh, they still have payphones. You know, like yeah. it. it, it it, you're right. It like it sets a tone, and then the next lines happen, and then right. Yeah, but well, that also- that line stood out to me because it's such a a real moment where like these are her thoughts as this is happening. Where right. it's like, wait, you're calling me from a payphone? Because that right. that definitely sets a scene too. Like someone's calling from a payphone. Like there's there's definitely something going on there, and and. You know, it's probably not great. Yeah, it um, sets the other side of the phone call. Yeah. It sort of sets the right. scene for the other side that's not in Kyoto. And what I like right. about that line, I wanted to go, but I didn't. She doesn't say why. Mm-hmm. It could, like that line, in thinking about it, sort of sets up the next line. Because she could have been on her way out the door to go. And then the phone rings and she's like, you know what, you guys go without me. Like right. she had to deal with this phone call. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the other thing I want to say is also like, I've, um, traveled for work to, to foreign countries and that, first of all, that is one thing, like if you're killing time, uh, you'll often go into the Seven Eleven or whatever the Seven Eleven equivalent is and just like, look at all the candy and be like, <laughs> wow, like the green so- tea Kit Kats, like what the heck? Things are so um, different here. Yeah. Or other things. Like I remember one of my, like biggest memories from the first time I went to Germany and going to Cologne was that they have cigarette machines everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's crazy. I hadn't, I hadn't seen a cigarette machine in 25 years. And like, they're like, I got off the airplane and like the first thing you see in the airport is the cigarette machine. <laughs> I was like, this is nuts. So that's the kind of thing where like, I'm sure that when I got home, I was like, people were like, how's Germany? I'm like, you're not gonna believe this. They still have cigarette machines right. there. <laughs> right. So it's the same, you know, it's the same kind of thing, but yeah. Um, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So, probably everyone's wondering if you heard the song, like, okay, so what is the thing? So she says, uh, you call me from a payphone. They still got payphones. It costs a dollar a minute to tell me you're getting sober and you wrote me a letter, but I don't have to read it. Um, and the first time, the second time I listened to this song and really listened to the lyrics, I was just like, whoa, what? Yeah. Like, and it's her inflection is that those last three lines are said the same as the rest that came before it. Right. So it's it's so matter of fact, right? It's this is probably something she's heard before. Yep. Right? Yeah. Um this is so it, you know and that, that that idea of I wrote you a letter but you don't ever read it. Like you know so much. He's going through AA or or whatever, you know. This is like a common thing that that recovering addicts would do and that sort of like, you know, I don't, you know, of course I don't know her full story, but right. I'm just ima- imagining like this guy ruined her childhood, right? He probably was a d- difficult. Then it's like, oh, you wrote me a letter. Great. Right. That's what I get at the end of all this is a letter. Um, just, and just so gutting. And then, the, and then the chorus is, I'm going to kill you. Right. Now that is just something we say all the time. It means nothing. Right. Right. It's just a total like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Oh my God. Right. I'm going to kill you. The next line is, if you don't beat me to it. Right? Just yeah. gutting. Yeah. Like taking a, yeah. t- so brilliant to take a simple, nothing cliche phrase that we all say all the time and then, and then, and then be like, no, look at what it really means. Right. And that idea of like, oh, I hate you so much, but you're probably going to end up killing yourself. Yeah. Um, whether by accident or on purpose over this and like and i know that that is a possibility that's hanging in the air um just 
brutal, <laughs> just so brutal. And again, that very matter of fact thing. It's not like schmaltzy. It's not like, oh my God, everyone feel bad for me. Look how hard my life is. It's just like, this is the reality of it. Um, and then uh, dreaming through Tokyo skies. And then this was the part, Michael, where you were saying, I wanted to go, but I didn't. Why didn't she go? Well, we don't know the exact answer, but the other thing that's going on in this song is she says, I wanted to see the world. Then I flew over the ocean and I changed my mind. Hmm. And that's the other thing that she's talked about in the song is that it's about, she's in a band. This is everything that she ever wanted. And then she, she wants to travel around the ro- world doing music. And then she went and she was just like, I don't feel any better. Like, mm-hmm. I still feel the same. Like, it didn't change anything. Um, she talked about how she felt this song is about having imposter syndrome, right? So that idea of, like, you know, th- th- she's just depressed. Like, she, yeah. she, you know, I want to see the world. I thought I would go on this exciting adventure. Then right. I flew across the ocean, and I changed my mind. Actually, I don't want to It's, like, literally, like, it's, like, kind of like a grass is always greener type of thing. And you get there, you're right. like, this is the same grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 a it's it's a rough chorus. Um, it's it's a lot to take in. It's her phrasing and the way the lyrics are written. It's so brilliant. You can just feel the anger bubbling underneath, but it's said in such a straightforward yeah. way, right? That it feels more real. It feels mm-hmm. like this is just something she deals with every day. say that i don't know if this means anything um one of my favorite albums of 2019 was by jenny lewis and one of the songs in that on that album had a reference to chemtrails so i don't know if that means anything um, <laughs> that's like a thing i think it's um, a thing that that um they i mean do. i know what it is i'm just saying it's I, just no. funny how it came up twice yeah but i think that's a thing that people do at i think it does happen at like lax they'll go Right. Or like people like airports, people go and lie down outside the airports. Right. Right. Yes. But I'm saying that. Yes. But but they're not called chemtrails. Oh, they're they're they're, not. Well, I thought they were. No, they're like vapor trails or whatever. People who say that they that they have secret chemicals that they're dousing people with. The chemtrails is the and and I think in both songs, it's, you know, an ironic joke. But um, yeah, I just I, I it it. It's just a little hint of like, I mean, we're living in a extremely conspiratorial world that feels like it's going off its axis, right? Um, and so I, I just that that that's just, I just think it's interesting that 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 little in two songs. Well, um, sure, you would say that, Dan. Year, You're was, part of the deep state. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh no, I've been found <laughs> out. Uh, God, I wish I was part of the deep state. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. Um, but uh, Park of the Goodwill, um, Sarah at the Chemtrails with My Little Brother. And then this is another, there's another one where it's very straightforward. Uh, but when you really think about it, how, how harsh this is. Um, he said, you called on his birthday. You were off by like 10 days, but you get a few points for trying. Um, that's those, a great which line. Is, I was going to say, those, those were, that, was like, those, that was like my favorite line in the yeah. entire song. 
um yeah and then like and the the you know the 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 way they're sung in the in the song is amazing but just think about how brutal it is first of all you don't know your own son's birthday right that's hard that's bad but the the worst part for me is him saying you get a few points for trying like you know what i mean like they're so used to this yep that and they wanted to work so bad and it's that it's that thankfully i'm not one so i'm not speaking from experience but i do know that 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 thing of like you know being a child of an alcoholic and always trying to fix everything and always just kind of keep the train on the tracks as much as possible like the fact that that is their immediate reaction is to be like well he was pretty close you know what i mean where it's like it's your son you should know his birthday for christ's sake like um yeah just crazy so good and the specific um, line you were off by like 10 days by adding the like <laughs> yes right the fact that it's so casual and it's so like they're they're not keeping track of the exact amount of days like this was four days ago that you should have called it was like yeah it's like 10 days it's right. it's it shows how used to it they are that it's right yeah you know i mean the fact that but, and just the fact that he's like oh i gotta call it all because yeah Many years have gone by where I didn't get, I didn't get anything. And right? that's so at least, that, at least he tried. That they're measuring it in like 10 day increments. Right. You know, like that it's, it's like 10 days. It's not, it's, that's more than a week off. Like that's, right. that's bad, but they're not phased by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're off like 10 days, uh, but you get a few points for trying. Remember getting the truck fixed when you let us drive it, 25 felt like flying. Um, again, Ugh. just a great line, and that idea of being a little kid, and this was like a one moment of happiness that they had, right? That they were little kids driving a truck, I imagine, like through a field or something, and that feeling of like you know when you're a kid or whatever, you're you're young, you know, and you're in a car going 25, and you're driving, it feels mm-hmm. like you're going a million miles an hour, yeah, right? Um, and having that perspective of of being now being an adult and just thinking about how you know, you drive all the time and it doesn't feel weird at all. Right. That rush of, of doing it for the first time. And I think the, I think the great thing about this last, those, those last couple of lines is what a way to, um, cause then we get to like the second chorus and stuff, but what a way to, um, sort of get, get out of the song just to just sort of randomly like go into this memory this right. sweet memory of, or this, this happy memory um, after all this stuff that happens. And it comes right after forgetting the birthday and kind of calling or whatever. And then just, uh, just having that memory. And then it goes obviously into the chorus, but um, again, like setting it up for this sense of like, Oh, and then this is like the conclusion. It's still like it's sweet memory and so on. And then the chorus comes and sort of shifts things as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get into that. And then the, so the chorus obviously, um, is, what's the word I want? It's, it's similar, right? It's related, uh, to the first chorus, but the second chorus is actually quite different, Mm -hmm. uh, which obviously we appreciate. Um, but, uh, but also then, or we already, we already, you know, we thought we knew what was happening. It got flipped on us. The second chorus actually kind of goes back and flips some of that stuff that was in the first chorus um, and in, and in the verses too. Um, and it's, so it says, so originally it was, I'm going to kill you if you don't beat me to it. The second chorus says, I don't forgive you 
but please don't hold me to it. Right? She's so angry. Mm-hmm. She and she wants to stay angry, but she she can't. Right? It's still her father. There's still there still were good times. And she knows that it's you know, it's like it's like the you're off by like 10 days, you get a few points for trying. It's going to take so little to get her back. Right. She knows it. You know, even even just going through the motions, just showing anything is going to get her back um, because she wants it so desperately. Yeah. Um, I don't forgive you, but please don't hold me to it. Born under Scorpio skies. And then in the original chorus, the first chorus, I wanted to see the world. Then I flew over the ocean and I changed my mind. This is I wanted to see the world through your eyes until it happened. Then I changed my mind. Right. Again, playing with playing with the words, right? Using a simple phrase of I wanted to see the world and then I flew over the ocean. I wanted to see the world through your eyes. Yeah. Right? Two similar phrases but mean very different things. And then I saw the world through your eyes and I wish I had. Yeah. Right. I saw your side of, right. it, of things. And I also kind of wonder if that means I want to see the world through your eyes. Now, maybe maybe now I'm drinking and doing drugs. I don't know if that's true. So I right. don't want to say anything against uh, or, you know, cast aspersions on, on Miss Bridgers here. But yeah. um, maybe that's what it means. Maybe. Yeah, I was right? wondering if was that or, or is it this sort of thing of uh, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, I want to see the world, but also I want to stay where I'm at. And I don't want to do right. either of them, really. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I want and I and I I want to understand where you're coming from, but I also don't. Right. Right, because because if I do, then maybe I can't be angry anymore. Yeah. Right? Yep. Maybe maybe if I understand too much. Um and then and then there's a an outro where she says I guess I lied. I'm a liar who lies because I'm a liar. Um which I, which is related to I changed my, you know, I wanted to see the world and then I didn't. Yeah. Um so, which again, I, I mean, it's really more of just kind of like an outro as the music kind of fades, but I think also is, you know, about her just sort of berating herself, right? Mm-hmm. Which is another thing that that happens. Um, so the song's great, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I really like this. Song. It really is. Um, she's twenty six. Uh, crazy talented. How dare uh, she? This whole I know, <laughs> I know. No. But this whole album is great. Um, and it's, it's just really, it's really good. I mean, it's been on a lot of like top 10 lists for the, for the year, yep. like a lot. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, the album is, it's Phoebe Bridgers. The album's called Punisher. Um, if you can check it out, I definitely would recommend it. If you want to just listen to this song, go ahead. But otherwise listen to the whole album. Cause there's a lot of really good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song Kyoto, uh, written by Phoebe Bridgers, Morgan, uh, Nagler and Marshall Vohr. Uh, and it was released April 9th, 2020, uh, and it hit the Billboard, the U.S. Adult Alternative Songs. Uh, it was number 15, and um, which is nice, but in the year 2020, the charts mean uh, less than they've <laughs> ever have. <laughs> um, but uh, so Fever Bridger is born April 17th, 1994, uh, in Newport Beach, California. Uh, she's a member of Boy. So she's mostly a uh, solo artist, but she is a member of Boy Genius. Uh, she was traveling with Boy Genius when she when she was in Japan uh, that uh, inspired the song. Uh, Boy Genius is Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Luki, uh, Luki, Lucy Dacus. Um, they're all three female artists, all independent. 
mostly. Um, Boy Genius is sort of a alt-rock, um, all-female, Crossy Spills, Nash and Young. Uh, she's also a member of uh, Better Oblivion Community Center, uh, which is Connor Oberis from Bright Eyes and Phoebe Bridgers. For the Grammy Awards, uh, Phoebe Bridgers was nominated for Best New Artist, and the album uh, was nominated for Best Alternative Music Album. The song was nominated for Best Rock Performance and Best Rock Song. Uh, very unusual. Uh, I don't know if she won any of these. <laughs> we don't know. The Grammys have not happened yet. She's only been nominated. Uh, so we have to kind of wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, but obviously um, got a, a lot of acclaim. Yeah. Uh, well-deserved. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, very excited to see what she's going to do in the future and very excited, honestly, to keep listening to this album because uh, I don't even think I've fully picked over it yet. Um, and it's 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 great. And I just found a quote from her um, from an, an interview where she said, this song is about imposter syndrome, about being in Japan for the first time, somewhere I've always wanted to go. Playing my music to people who wanted to hear it, feeling like I'm living someone else's life. So uh, she also said, uh, I wrote this as a ballad first, but at that point I was so sick of recording slow songs, so I turned it into this. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, just that I, I agree. This is a great song, and it. Um, I, I think that you know we, we love music in general. I, th- I think the three of us, though, also really love lyricists and lyrics mm-hmm. of songs. And the layout of this song and the the specificity of the lyrics of this song, I think, are really terrific. Uh, I yeah, I loved it. Uh, all right. Well, um, we said we're gonna keep it short. Uh, we've already gone longer than I had uh, planned on, <laughs> so uh, we will leave it there. Um, uh, this was an experiment, so I'm a little floundering on how to end it. But don't worry, guys, I'll get there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but uh, I do want to say, you know, if you like this, uh, definitely let us know on, on social. If you'd like us to do more of this sort of thing, um, whether talk about, you know, more of a serious analysis of songs, talk about more modern songs, whatever it is, just let us know. Uh, so, but we hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, this has been a mini-sode of the Story Song Podcast. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story to eat it you just don't know what you miss it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.